And now it's time for Geek News. Our friendship is magic. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Oh. All right, my work here is done. See you later. <laughs> right. I'll be back in two weeks. And cut. <laughs> A smattering of stuff here. Nothing. Uh, it's uh, ass-kicking week at work, so I haven't really been trolling the news feeds as I should. Uh, on the comic side. I think you've done plenty of trolling, <laughs> my friend. I've seen some of your posts. <laughs> uh, Justin, I'm sorry for starting that. From Marvel, Wolverine has an, uh, Mar- from Marvel, huh, they have announced that in the Marvel. What did Wolverine say? Yes. He said, snicked. <laughs> um, Christ. And we're done. <laughs> This is gold right here. Unsurprisingly, because it's Wolverine, he's getting another title in the Marvel Now relaunch uh, in February. I don't know if this is canceling uh, Savage Wolverine or any of the other two, I think, Wolverine titles that are currently out there, or how will it affect any of the 017 team titles he's in. <laughs> but yes, a new number one for Marvel uh, Now uh, Wolverine in February. It's going to be written by Paul Cornell and... Uh, Artist is going to be Ryan Stegman. I care neither for those, uh, for neither of those, but then again, I don't hate them either. I've been meaning to ask you before, so now that you've brought it up and reminded me, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Savage Wolverine. Yes. Is it any? Is it, how, how is it? It is it enjoyable. Keeps, it keeps blipping on my radar, so I keep meaning to ask you if you've. Read I've, any. I've read the first four issues. I think it's been a few months ago, a couple months ago. It's been a while. I was disappointed, though, to find out that after the end of the first arc in the Savage Land, he just returns to the world, and it's just another Wolverine title in the regular world. The appealing part to me was that I thought this right. was going to be completely That's removed right. and always yeah. set in the Savage Land. Because you talked about it briefly, but yeah. I hadn't heard anything since. So I haven't been in a real rush to finish the last two. The first arc has been very somewhat interesting and enjoyable, a good mashup of Wolverine and, and S.H.I.E.L.D., in the Savage Land with, you know, dinosaurs and cavemen and all that. You know, stav- yeah. so, standard Savage Land stuff. But, uh, you know, apparently from some people that are always up to date on their books, uh, no, he returns to the regular world after the first arc. So I'm, I'm in no rush to pick that up. Okay. But if you're just going to pick up the first four or six issues, yeah, it's a good read. May check it out. In comic-related news, CW has announced that Flash is going to actually get a pilot show not just a spin-off from he's still getting his two two ep spin uh two ep appearance of the season but he's going to get a full on pilot now they're not just going to use arrow as his pilot yeah somebody was posting pictures of that today the two of them together in a scene yeah at least they cut his hair <laughs> dude looks stupid at the best of times but the the promo shot they showed with the <laughs> larger than tenant hair was just dumb i'm sure he listens to so oh of course i hope i didn't just crush your dreams for <laughs> Anything. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark is ending its Broadway run in January. Honestly, I was surprised it was still going after, <laughs> what, two high-wire injuries and a lawsuit? Or yeah. Man, those Broadway people, they like their... <laughs> Spider-Man? I guess. <laughs> uh, and the, the director being asked to leave at one point, I think. So, yeah, it is ending its run, uh, its Broadway run in January. But joining Celine Dion and Burt Bacharach in Vegas... So it's going to start, if they keep to their schedule, uh, in Vegas in 2015. See, I thought you were going to blow my mind right there and tell me that they're doing a movie 
for the musical of Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I mean, they already have the mediocre to crap U2 soundtrack, so why not? Uh, no, it's just moving to Vegas. They haven't announced which hotel this is going to be, or a casino this is going to be associated with. FX has put in a 13-ep order for The Strain. This is a an actual book, as opposed to movie, that was written by Guillermo del Toro. It is based on, it's a vampire story of some sort. I had not previously heard of this, because I just go to his movies. Apparently, it's a well-received book, and it's FX, so I'm hoping it would actually be good, because, I mean, hey, del Toro makes kick-ass movies, uh, and he does great visuals. I doubt the visuals will translate or do the full effect on TV, but... I don't know. You, I mean, these days, you're, you, they're surprising. Yeah, but he puts a lot of... Yeah, he I does. Mean, yeah. He puts a lot of work into his visuals. Yeah. Or he makes his CGI teams put a lot of work into his visuals. I doubt he's sitting there with the Wacom tablet or anything like that. <laughs> so that is uh, ordered, but no definite timeline on when that's going to be out. But FX generally does kind of good, mature-themed shows. and um, At least they're comedies. <laughs> They've got some of the best comedy. The League just cracked me up. I'm so mad. We haven't been able to watch it. Oh, why not? We don't have FXX. Oh, well, it's on Netflix. Or you yeah. don't do that oh, either? We, we haven't gone there yet. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you ever get it. So, yeah, 13 eps. Uh, they just went straight to 13 eps, not a pilot or anything like that. So I take it that uh, FX is really committed to this. So I'll probably read the book now and uh, see if it's going to be worthwhile. Nothing else I can criticize. And I always like to do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then back to the troll content. <laughs> and then back to the on again, off again story of Preacher. The company I was kind of hoping would not actually finally develop it <laughs> is AMC. And this is not to take away anything from AMC because it's been a very good adaptation of Walking Dead, but that was with Kirkman at the helm. And apparently a lot of people like Breaking Bad. So they are doing the Preacher along with Sony Television. However, we got a strange combination of developers. They're listed as developers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Sam Caitlin. So Green Hornet and Breaking Bad are making Preacher. <laughs> this is one that, I mean, AMC does push the limits a little bit. They allow language. They'll show a bit of graphic violence. Not a lot. But they give you the idea that somebody has been shot in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Preacher's a lot more than that, though. It's an excellent book. This is Enos at his best. I think he peaked with this. Not like his stuff is ever bad. The Boys is excellent. Battlefront or Battlefields is excellent. Punisher is awesome for for mainstream Marvel. If you haven't read the Punisher Max, check it out. But this is just pushing the limit in terms of everything: language, violence, content, sex, vampires, porn, everything. Midgets, midget porn. Midget vampire sex porn. (laughs) So despite AMC's good track record with mature titles, I I suspect there'll be a lot of editing here. Still looking forward to it. Uh, Give it a, yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. See what they, see what they come up with. I haven't read it. I've been meaning to off and on, um, but I haven't grabbed it yet, but I've got all the trades. I'm, uh, I guess I'm always kind of happy at least to see how something comic or graphic novel related get a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, doesn't always work out. I'm looking at you, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but <laughs> give it a shot. See what happens. You know, I think I, I hope whoever is holding up uh, FX. So I hope whoever over at FX is holding up powers 
and just keeping that circling the drain but not letting it flush <laughs> onto another company. I hope they watch Agents of Sealed and learn and, and just learn, you know, everything that they're doing wrong, which is a lot. And then look at Powers and go, okay, we can do this and we can do it better. <laughs> if you haven't read Powers, you should. It's, uh, have you read Powers? No, I have not. Okay, it's uh started off over at Image, and then it moved over to Icon, mm-hmm. a subset of Marvel, when Bendis moved over there. Uh, one of the few Bendis titles that I really like, because it's not core Marvel. But it, it's about the Powers Investigation Division mm-hmm. of the local P- PD. They, It's not tights and fights. Tights and fights are the background. They investigate super-related crimes. Uh, and it's really, really good. The whole first volume, excellent storytelling. The second volume... And eh, lags a little bit as he tries, as he brings them a little bit galactic. You know, it takes kind of a Green Lantern spin on it. Third volume, well, it finished strong. And now it's been revived somewhat. It's now Powers Bureau, and he's been moved up to the FBI. I think I've read four issues, but that those four issues took like two years for Marvel to put out. So, I mean... This has been very poorly handled, uh, bureau, I mean, so, but it's still pretty good. So yeah, AMC, uh, preacher, a little bit of a sidebar there. <laughs> <laughs> On the gaming side, uh, starting in the new year, it would be 2014, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> Battlefront is going to be putting out dust tactics slash warfare boxed starter sets. The boxes are going to be, I, I think a fairly good price. It's going to be $50. There's going to be one for each set, uh, one for each faction, so one SSU, one Axis, and one Allies. You're going to get a hero, a walker, and two infantry units, a map set, and whatever terrain bits they put in. Because in all their operation boxes, they'll give you a couple pieces of terrain. And in the deluxe starter, there was a couple pieces of terrain and stuff like that. So I think for 50 bucks, that's a really good price for what you're getting. There's a lot of plastic in there, and uh, it's not the, the cheapest and weakest walkers for each faction so i think that's pretty cool i might pick up the two of them anyways just because it's a good price just for a quick expansion and you get some terrain green ronin is having a kickstarter i'm not sure if it's started but i believe it will be started by the time this gets out for their advanced bestiary they're an rpg company they make rpg supplements and they're updating much of their stuff to be uh fully compatible with pathfinder uh and the 3.5 system so they've started that. It's uh, supposed to be, as I said, fully compatible or usable as a standalone product. They're fairly popular in the third-party supplement world. Uh, Z-Man Games has announced Pandemic the Cure, a dice game. Seems very much like a regular Pandemic, only everything is dice-driven instead of card-driven. People are getting a taste of it this weekend. At BGG Con. Ah. Yeah, it's out there being demoed. I'd be interested to hear any, uh, well, I suppose I'll just check the boards tomorrow or <laughs> Monday, I should say. I mean, I like Pandemic. I like mm-hmm. Dice. But this seems cheap. You know, it's the same game with Dice. Yeah, I don't know. I, in some ways, I think it's kind of cool in the, uh, possibly like, you know, Less setup time. I mean, with just having the dice and maybe some pieces. I don't know. Sometimes on those things, I I think it's kind of cool in in the aspect of if you want if if it does a good job of giving the feel of the other game, but quicker. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with Space Cadets and Space Cadets Dice Duel. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Dice Duel is you know. Uh, so, some people are saying it replaces Space Cadets. Some people are saying that there's definitely a, a spot for both, but that Space Cadets Dice Duel is, you know, a much quicker, easier to set up, all that good stuff version. So 
And then my final piece of news, uh, and this is for you, Nate. Uh, you're going to piss me off again, aren't you? I am. Yeah. The street date has Shut been announced up. for the My Little Pony collectible card game. Hey, we have adults with children. This might be relevant to somebody. December 13th. Don't do it, people. December 13th is the official. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you watch the video I posted on no. Gameplay? Oh, my God. These were people, they were either tweaking or they were just hardcore. Because, I mean, it was top down, right? And you saw legs twitching and the dudes were just fast shuffling through their cards and look, 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 look. And they were just, these were people that were clearly experienced players, clearly expecting a high level of tension in their games and knew their cards. Because there was never a moment of, I'm going to read this and play it. It was just... They had everything memorized already. Anyways, street date. You're not doing anything to help me <laughs> think highly of it. No, no. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a thing. My Little Pony, collectible card game, street date, December 13th. That will be for the starters and the boosters. Over to you, anti-pony. <laughs> yes, the anti-pony. Bad horse. <laughs> Did you see... Uh, I shouldn't. No. <laughs> I can't do that one on the air. <laughs> All right, then. It is November, if you're listening to this as we put it out. It is November of 2013. Uh, and it happens to be, we talked about this last time that we recorded Geek News, but Seven Days of Geek, or actually I should say Monkey Poo Studios, who uh, puts out Seven Days of Geek plus about eight other podcasts. Well, three or four. <laughs> But he's yeah, already, they could be updated by now. Well, he's talking. To, he's he's already got one that he's planning, and he's got something going on potentially this weekend. So it's a, he's still he's he's all over the place. But Seven Days a Geek is a podcast that we uh, listen to and enjoy. And of course, we were over on Podcasting One Hundred and One, got interviewed over there, and that's another Monkey Poo Studios podcast. And uh, they're doing their pledge drive this month and this week. All Us Geeks is the uh, sponsor for the week. Woohoo! So they're uh, giving us a little love all week. So go over and check it out. There's some cool stuff. He is doing the 30 days of podcasting thing right now. Uh, and so he's putting out something every day, uh, giving you a taste of everything uh, that he does, plus uh, some new content as well. So check him out. And my next thing was the Game Crafter Micro Game Contest that All Us Geeks, Father Geek, and the Game Crafter co-sponsored is uh, the uh, ability to submit games is over, and it is now going into community voting for the top 20 finalists, or I'm sorry, semi-finalists. That was uh, 120 entries, right? 129, 129. entries. Uh, if you go over there, it says 128. I think one of them was a like, JT is still saying 129, but I think he dropped one. I, I didn't get to see what or why, but the voting is at 128. But it is the... They don't uh, do pony meeples? <laughs> it is the uh, most successful for number of entries contest to date. So that's kind of cool that we get to be a part of that. And I am very... It's all father geek. Yeah. Well, I've already I've said that several times. Uh, and uh, I am very happy that JT implemented the community voting of the, t of the finalists uh, instead of having that come to us. <laughs> Here's 129 games. <laughs> Go to town! So what's going to happen is they've got five or six days to vote 
So if you want to go over and check those out, I can uh, put the link in the show notes. But uh, it takes, uh, I think, 20 Game Crafter points, so you kind of have to be part of the Game Crafter community. Um, and that's just, you know, like buying stuff and whatnot. You start accumulating points. But it's 20, 20 points per vote, and so the community will vote on the top 20 semifinalists. And then that's where we get our... Uh, our uh, hands dirty and we'll start going over rules and looking at the pages and stuff and get that down to a top. I can't, I, th- I think, uh, I think JT said something around seven or eight or something like that. So, and then those are the games that'll get shipped for us to actually play and pick the top three for the prizes. So it's cool. I, it's, it's, it's been a cool experience. It's been a fun ride. Of course, uh, I was laughing my ass off today because I was looking, somebody pointed out the comments for the, uh, the news segment of, uh, JT announcing that it's over and how many entries were, there were and all that stuff. And apparently, uh, no good deed goes unpunished because we are the antichrist for following the regular community rules and allowing the community to vote for 20. And all of these, all of these awesome games that we asked people to make are not going to get played. We're not going to play every single one of them. <laughs> Uh, so I had a good keep time. that up. We won't play any. <laughs> I was we will just roll a D ten and I was I was like I suppose I need to stop making the joke that I've already picked the winner then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's going to start not going over very well here soon. Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but it happens with every contest. I've seen it all the, the entire time. I've already told everybody I'm really looking forward to the month after we pick the winner, so I can hear how many ways we screwed that up. But it's all par for the course. This has been a lot of fun, and this is something I actually uh, am willing to. I think talk to JT about maybe sponsor like one a year. It's 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 really cool, and it's been a it's it's gathered. I mean, again, 129 games, and people came out of the woodworks for this one. There's a lot of good stuff sitting out there. So it's kind of cool to see. Uh, Happy Mitten Games. Did you see this, their announcement recently? Which one? I've seen a couple things. Uh, They uh, signed their first designer. So they've uh, picked up their first game that they're going to publish. You know, there's going to be multiple times I'll probably ask you this forever (laughs) until I know for sure. Uh, but the designer is Matt Warden. You met Matt. I met Matt. Okay. I wanted, I did, cause you know, you weren't always with me <laughs> at Gen Con. So well, let's get it posted up. <laughs> so Matt Warden is the first designer that they've assigned and they're taking his game. I don't know. They're, they're working with it now and they may retitle it, but it is a game I can personally say I've played several times. I've played several incarnations of it and it's always been a good game. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it and seeing it come out in in public mainstream. Now, this is the, if anybody's been around during various conversations, this is the infamous Glitter Hands uh, game. (laughs) But it is a very good, very solid game. And every time I've played it, Matt's always improved it. So it's it's cool to see that somebody else picked it up and is going to run with it. So congrats, Matt. Woohoo. And speaking of friendly people that we know <laughs> you met jeff too right jeff cornelius mm, and yes. luke laurie and all those guys cosmic wombat games yep they are in the process of getting ready for the relaunch of stones of fate i saw that yeah starting i think they're going to do it early next year yep early in early in next year because i actually jeff and i just he he snatched one of my february interviews because i only had like two left so he wants to come back on and talk about stones of fate again in the relaunch but what i'm bringing this up for is he's actually doing bgg posts and i'm gonna go ahead and 
put the links for the two that he's done. But he's kind of chronicling the road to relaunch and what's changed and what's different and all that good stuff. So uh, it's kind of cool to see. I like to see that kind of stuff. I like to see that people step in front of we've learned and here's what we're learning. Here's how we're putting it to good use. And I think Jeff is doing a really good job of that. So uh, I've been reading them. I've been checking them out. Uh, I shared them today on our Facebook and Twitter page and Google plus, I believe. So uh, we'll, I'll be sharing them as they go along as well. So you can always find them there too. Posted uh, this recently too. Pathfinder Adventure Card Game in August of 2014 is getting a new base set. And they're doing basically the same thing. A new base set and then there's going to be that character add-on pack to add more characters. But it's called Skulls and Shackles and it's going to be pirate themed. There will be sharks and uh, pirates and new classes and new characters to play. And shark pirates. And shark pirates and sharks with lasers. Well, I guess, Sarah, I do have to go back to Gen Con next year. There you go. It's kind of cool to see. I'm assuming everything will be able to integrate together. I'm assuming that they're not going to go off on some really strange tangent, but you never know. Uh, (laughs) Come on, you know, this is a money driver for them, so they will make it a different level. It's not, they're not going to want you to fully integrate. But uh, don't take I, the wrong way, Pi. So I respect your product and I yeah, totally enjoy your product. Yeah, behave. But come on. <laughs> Mike's got a good game out there. <laughs> so, uh, so when you send those preview copies, out for- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that game. Still in the tabletop gaming side of things, Jamie Stagmeyer, did you see his recent announcement? I have not done anything in the last three days. How do dare it? you, sir? Well, it's been more than three days, I think, since I posted this one. Oh, well, okay. Then uh, Jamie has, and of course, we have we had Jamie on a while back from Stonemeyer Games. Uh, he did successful Viticulture and successful uh, Euphoria Kickstarters. And he has announced that as of December 16th, he is going to be a full-time designer slash publisher. So Stonemeyer Games is going to be his full-time job. Who and who? Yeah, so congratulations, Jamie. Jamie's been doing an awesome job. He uh, now started, you know, he's been doing his own blog and Kickstarter lessons, and it's kind of become the semi-Bible for a lot of people to follow to do Kickstarter-type stuff. Uh, he recently started co-hosting with Richard Bliss on, an, like, every other week or something on, on uh, Funding the Dream. And he's going to be doing a actual Kickstarter book here soon. So cool. he's going to author a Kickstarter book. So. For dummies kind of thing? Or uh, his well, if on, I can or? understand it, it will be for dummies, <laughs> yes. So we'll see. Kickstarter <laughs> so, yeah. for IT workers. Congrats, Jamie. It's it's, it's good been stuff, awesome. It's I good mean, stuff. yeah, it's it, it followed the the journey the whole way through. So it's kind of kind of a fun one to watch and see. He's he's done a lot of great stuff, and he's a good guy. He definitely deserves it. State of Decay. Have you ever tried that one yet? No. Okay. The con- console, and I think it's on Steam now too. So uh, State of Decay. We love it. Megan really loved it. We both played through the whole thing. It is finally getting its expansion. And actually, it's like November 29th. It just, like, they announced it, and I was really surprised to see that the date was, like, in the same month. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, usually it's like, oh, I want this. Oh, okay, next year. Got it. Or, you know, six months down the line or something. But Got to give you something to do the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, it's November 29th yeah. is when they're doing it. So uh, it's called Breakdown. So it's State of Decay Breakdown from Undead Labs. That's going to be the expansion. Uh, they're doing... Various things with it. They're ramping up the difficulty. So as the game plays right now, you can kind of sandbox it a bit to keep playing. But if you do that last mission, that's it. This 
is kind of a standalone expansion. So you do all of that stuff, but when you start into this, there's not like kind of going back or whatever. But this, it sounds like it does ramping difficulty. So even if you finish it, it's kind of like you're going off to another area or something like that, mm-hmm. and then it's even dip, more difficult to survive and that kind of thing. So you might the zombies might get harder, resources are going to get more scarce, and all that stuff. And little homage, uh, you find an RV somewhere in it, and you got to fix it up, and you travel around in an RV. So that'll be kind of fun. I'm looking Damn. forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That is a good, that's a solid game. Uh, I've had a lot of, a lot of fun with it. I've been hoping for DLC for a while. So it's kind of cool to see it as a, this uh, expansion. And then you see, you already covered preacher, but you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, uh, we had to don't question me. (laughs) We had to skip a recording. So I don't think we've talked about the Marvel Netflix deal at all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't. So uh, I wanted to get, obviously, your take on that. So they're doing more of the uh, Heroes for Hire type things on Yes, Netflix. they're doing Heroes for Hire, and then they're going to call them Defenders. <laughs> so, I mean, the Defenders is a much more well-known name, so that's understandable. But they're not going to be Doctor Strange, the Hulk, mm. or the Black Knight or anything here. No, no. <laughs> but we're getting Iron Fist. They haven't said which one. Power Man, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. Now, Daredevil I'm looking forward to. Especially if they can like squeeze any of the old Frank Miller or the early Kevin Smith stuff storylines out of that. Uh, Jessica Jones, I could really care less about. If they do the original Power Fist, you know, see that that's where I, I don't like. Well, I, it's not that I dislike Rand, the new guy. It's just uh, he's like a weak character. I think he's weak. He's just Batman without the cowl. He's ultra rich CEO. He's got all the gadgets and the mystical martial arts and the power of uh, of the ancient dragon in him. And blah, 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 blah. Now you're He's... just being greedy. Yeah. <laughs> How much is enough? How many dragons can and, you water ski behind? I got your girl. <laughs> Sad. Never thought I'd get to drop a Gordon Gecko reference onto a comic. But okay, there you go. So yeah, if they do the original, uh, you know, Iron Fist and some of his story, I think they were all scheduled to be thirteen apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, then leading into the Defenders crossover movie, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's probably not any of them that I will uh, watch on a week to week basis. But if they do them like all their other stuff, where they just put right, the whole season out, it. yeah, which is that that Netflix, would be, yeah. yeah. But you never know. I yeah. mean, this is a a fairly big crossover for Marvel, so they might try to control it a little bit more. <laughs> Or I suppose it's a fairly big crossover for Netflix with Marvel. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, There's it, a lot of possibilities. It'll be kind of interesting to see if, like, because a lot of people are wondering if they would do the 70s deal. A lot of people are, you know, and there's always the curiosity of will it integrate? doesn't need to. No, it doesn't need to. I don't think it does either. But there's that curiosity out there. But what I was going to say is back in the day <laughs> – Power Man and Iron Fist. I love that comic. That that if was. If we could get them to do Power Man with the fro, that'd just be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I mean that those were. I I was a I wasn't a I wasn't reading Daredevil all the time, but I did enjoy Daredevil and Elektra and that whole and you know when a lot of that was happening and Power Man and Iron Fist were another one that I really really did enjoy. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic again it's one of those things like i'm always happy to see somebody give the comic genre a shot see i like daredevil see what happens i like daredevil in his second volume when it started off with kevin smith and then it moved on to bendis when bendis was first uh 
I don't know if that was his first hero book at Marvel, but he was still pretty new at Marvel. And those were both very, well, Daredevil's always been a street level hero. That's, that's mm-hmm. the appeal for all four of these is they're street level heroes. They're not alpha level power, you know, right. like the Avengers. So this is going to be street level stuff. You know, you might see Kingpin rather than mm-hmm. the Skrull. You're going to see stuff like that. Well, it's Daredevil. Of course, <laughs> you're going to see the Kingpin at some point, but, uh, especially in that run of Daredevil, it was, as much Matt Murdock, you could do a whole arc and never see the costume because it was so, so Matt Murdock character driven. And by the time you got done, you didn't really miss. I'm going to have to go back and reread. I'm going to have to go find the trades and reread them because <laughs> by the time you got done an arc, you didn't necessarily miss the fact that there was no costume because it was a solid story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I crap on Bendis a lot. So, you know, it's going to be good <laughs> if even I was somewhat taken in by it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You brought up another good point, too, that uh thought about off and on. But that's the fact that it, it's kind of smart because it all is street-level stuff. So their budget doesn't have to be much of anything. I mean, they don't have to spend a ton on CGI and all that good stuff to make this a, a, a good story because mm-hmm. you're not expecting it. No, not at all. Yeah, They can go to any semi-major metropolis and call it whatever they want it can be hell's kitchen in boston can be whatever they could it can be in four different cities but it's all going to be one set you know so mm-hmm. cost should be relatively low none of them are really like you say cgi driven i mean yeah you're gonna have luke gage you know knocking somebody into orbit <laughs> you're gonna have you know iron fist you know <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're going to have some speed in there, but, uh, and Daredevil, you're going to have some acrobatics, but as long as you have a decent wire team, again, that's not necessarily expensive. Right. So if they're putting money into this and it's going to be on writing, then yeah, I, I, I hope for good things. All right. Well, that's what I had for Geek News. 